Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. And we're back. Welcome to the next episode of Truth Revival. This should be episode, is this seven? Episode seven, season two. Wow, what a journey we've been on. So, uh, yeah, my name is Roman Hamilton. With me today, we got... It's me, Ron Paul. Nationwide. I don't know. Jacked up on coffee. Listen, I'm living the dream. You living the dream now? It's good. Well, it was good to see you out and about early this morning. Hey, listen, I was walking. You know, uh, you can't get anything new staying on the couch. If you want some old keys, don't open new doors. And if you don't want anything new, you can't stay on the couch. You got to get up and go. So about three days ago, I'd had enough. And I said, in Jesus' name, I'm done. I'm not going to tell people what I'm doing. I'm just going to let the transformation show for itself. Old keys don't open new doors. Wow. Paul Chapman dropping some wisdom on us. Good nights, Paul. So uh, me, Paul, and we've also got our special guest today. Uh, With us today, we got Mr. That's me. I'm Logan. (laughs) Logan Blackwell. Yes. This guy is legit good. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) I knew you would like him. Logan. Mm, Yep. It's me. Mr. Logan Logan Blackwell. Yes. uh, You know, I thought it was Blackbeard. Nope. You know, because... Looked like a pirate, you know, this big beard. I'm a little oh, yeah. jealous of that beard. I'm not going to lie. His yeah. beard is legit good. I, I got to say, you know, it don't all, it just all migrated from up top, you know. <laughs> it dropped. It just, it said, I'm going south. It's cold. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, Logan, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're glad to have you today. Logan and I have been acquaintances for the past several years. Um, the school that I work at, Madisonville Middle, Logan uh, serves as the youth pastor in that area. I don't want to tell all your bio, but uh, he has been helping, showing up and volunteering, contributing to the FCA of the school. And Logan is super present and visible so that uh, he can minister to those kids. And um, it's really great. So, uh, Logan, if you don't mind, just tell the Truth Revival audience a little bit about yourself, and then we'll just dive right into this topic. Yeah, man. Uh, so I'm originally from Cleveland area, uh, born and raised there, went to Lee and then got saved around that time. So 20, 21 years old. Um, and then met my wife and God began to lay on my heart, kind of like what we discussed earlier at the coffee shop of, you know, God was just like, just be around people, like love people well, despite what you do. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I always joke I would have worked at Enterprise or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, And then I went on a mission trip and uh, met the pastor of the church I'm at now. Um, and he asked me to come speak one time at the youth group, and one thing led to another. And now I'm the youth pastor at First Baptist Madisonville. been there for uh, five years at the end of April Praise this God. year. So, That's um, awesome. And, yeah, now we're doing seminary and questioning every minute of it. So... <laughs> It's very brutal. I will say this. Uh, my business is in downtown Madisonville. And since Logan has been in the community, you can actually see God doing things. And things are being built. Things are being done. Their, mm-hmm. their youth center has been revamped. He's yes. getting that back open. So when you see things coming to fruition, you know you got the right man in the place. Mm. So kudos to you, man. You can see the change coming, and it's a good change. You're also uh, serving as chaplain for the ball team, is that what you said? Yeah, so that's that's a new thing. You know, not growing up as a Christian, you know, I, I don't know how to do a lot of things, right, that people are like, oh, a pastor knows how to do this. Well, I'm clueless, right? So chaplain's definitely one of those that's been a blessing and a, a learning curve for me. So I serve as a chaplain for football for the last three years. and it's basketball. at Sequoia. At Sequoia High School, yeah, and then basketball as well. Um, and so, yeah, it's a learning curve because – if, if you know anything about football, you've got multiple men out there 
who, you know, they just got done, you know, beating each other up. And mm-hmm. it's really hard to get football players stoked for a football game with a Bible story, you know? <laughs> um, and, and so, but I do that. And then we also do basketball, which is a smaller group, which is kind of easier. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's a learning curve. And so I'm, I'm able to, blessed enough to be able to be out there as a chaplain. It's cool. So today's topic, um, Logan, you were speaking at the FCA this past week and it spoke to my heart. Do you want to introduce the topic and you know, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And um, that way, um, you can kind of get credit for it because I didn't get, I, I didn't come up with this. This is totally, you know, an original from uh, from Logan. Listen, nothing's new under the sun. I'm sure someone else has said it, and they'll come out of their grave and copyright it after this. So I've heard, I've heard, now I have heard people say this. You know, when we get to heaven, there, there's not going to be bonus points for originality. Yeah. So true. if you hear something, yeah, and you can copy it. I mean. She copied, I guess, you know, now we don't want to plagiarize. Yeah. I had to, uh, my son this past um, week, he, we missed a couple, we, we was quarantined with COVID. Then we went to Disney. So he missed a lot of school. And next thing I know, he's got five paragraphs of this essay written. I'm like, and I started reading and I'm thinking, Lincoln, this is not your writing because it was actually pretty decent, you know? You go, oh, Dad, I did it, I swear. <laughs> and so, you know, I pulled a, uh, a tech trick and started um, doing the un- undo button, started, you know, just trying to trace it all back. And that son of a gun had wrote it. <laughs> I was really proud of him, you know, but, uh, yeah, we don't want to plagiarize. Plagiarize is kind yeah, of bad. Yeah, no, that happened early in ministry for me. I was reading my scriptures, and I was like, man, this is a good point. And I would, you know, speak on that. Or be studying, and then literally two months later, I'd be reading a commentary, and there it is. And I'm like, what? Uh-huh. Okay, someone else has already <laughs> thought of this as well. You know, yeah. but Lord, thank you for that, you know, blessing. Confirmation. Yeah, man. you know, like, so <laughs> hey. um, it's, it happens. But um, but yeah, so I, so I can introduce that. I um, As I mentioned earlier, I became a Christian later in life, uh, later in life, like I was 20, um, and, uh, or 21, and, uh, and I... I at one point in college, I just decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a look and see wh- what made me do the dumb things that I did. Like, I, I really hit kind of rock bottom at 20. God pulled me out of that later uh, in that college year. But, uh, but I started evaluating, like, what was it that led me to get to that spot? Because, you know, you don't just end up in the darkest place of your life overnight you know it takes it builds up over time and it's small things that lead and you never see it right so kind of like digging a hole right it doesn't feel like you're doing a whole lot but the more that you do it the 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 deeper you get so um so I started evaluating and what it ultimately came down to was I didn't have a mentor in my life growing up um I don't I mean I had my grandfather my grandfather um and my dad obviously but I didn't have anybody at school encouraging me um I live with my mom so my dad was, I saw him every other weekend and at ball games. So, um, and so I, I started evaluating that, like, well, what was that? So I didn't have a mentor. And then what I, I, I came to realize is, I t- we were talking about being real. I was kind of honest at the FCA and I was like, listen, Young Money Crew was my mentors. Like, <laughs> I loved listening to like Wayne and Birdman and like all these guys as in the middle school, because I had nobody to direct me in that, to let me know what was wholesome, what was uplifting and i just thought the beat was cool and then now that i'm older now and i like you know listening to a song like that comes on i'm like oh my gosh that is what i was consuming in that and and so Mm. as the lord began to reveal that it was like man yes obviously i struggled with objectifying women because that is what i was listening to obviously i struggled with you know what a godly man is going to look like because i was not consuming what a godly man was going to look like, the friends I had. And so basically I came to the conclusion, like what I was consuming was the exact thing I had become. Um, and, and so I began to look at that in other areas of life and, and from the spiritual life, mm. from even, you know, I, I love doing outdoorsy things, even in the out, anything that you do, what you consume is what you will become in that, you know, if you're reading, you know, <laughs> John Calvin, and you're digging it, you're probably like going to lean towards Calvinism, right? Because that's what you're consuming, right? Uh, and and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's it's just what you consume oftentimes yeah. will influence you whether you know it or not. And I think we write that off easy to say, I can control this. You know, I can, that's I can, I can handle it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my limitations. 
But in reality, you know, you start thinking that way. You start, you know, you start dread. We, we had to come, you know, we might get into it later. I don't want to junk the gun, but you start dressing a certain way and you're like, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and go there. Yeah. Man. yeah. So, you know, you start dressing a certain way. You start watching TV, you start listening to music, whatever you like, you start listening to country music. Now Instagram's showing you country, you know, cowboy boots on your, your feed. Oh, you're yeah, like, what is yeah. going on? I got a phone's programmed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so now you're buying cowboy boots that you've never worn before because yeah. but what you don't know is what you're consuming is influencing you and that's what you're then becoming. And I think that goes full circle to the spiritual life as well. Yeah, because you don't think about it. I mean, it, all that stuff's coming in and it's subliminally, spiritually it's coming in. Yeah. So spiritually it's kind of coming out. I mean, you don't you listen to that music for the beat. Right, yeah. You didn't listen to the words, but the words were going in, even though you didn't even understand they were. Yeah. They were going in, and they were taking root in you, and then they were pouring themselves out. And people don't understand that it's such a fine line between the natural and the spiritual, and that realm is, is just, we're right there on that on that borderline of the realm. And it's so vital that we understand this, because even though we don't really realize what we're, what's coming into us, it's going to spew out, and then we're going to be corrupt and rotten, and it's going to be bad. So, yeah. so let me say this: there is a uh, gas station locally that has a, a deli on the inside. And um, Logan, you inspired me to to share a little bit of this Wednesday night with the church, Ooh. and uh, I was talking about this this gas station, and I said, when you walk into that gas station, you could be in and out in ten seconds. And everybody will know that you've been at like Shorty's Market. And uh, there was a lady. She said, "Yes, I know exactly." She goes, "I walked in and and then walked right back out." And when I got home, my mom said, "Did you go to Shorty's?" Because like you walk in and you just smell like Shorty's just instantly. It's like that smell just it just comes. So you spend time there, you start smelling like that place. Yes. And I thought, man, like this is for real. Like you were really on something there, Logan. And yeah, I have I have heard that before. I told you a little bit about um, the Chip Ingram sermon mm-hmm. that I heard. You know, like we hear people when they'll they'll maybe say a cuss word, they they stump their toe, they get upset in a moment of anger or whatever. They'll, they'll say a cuss word and they'll go, "Oops, that slipped." That, sorry, that slipped. Well, and, and this is what Chip Ingram said. You know, there's no new, no new thing under the sun, so there's mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. But Chip Ingram said the reason it came out of here, pointing at your mouth is because it was already in here, in your heart. Yeah. And that's just uh, confirmed in the Word. Um, Galatians 6. Galatians 6, what does that say, Paul? 7 and 8. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For one who sows to his own flesh will from his flesh reap corruption. The one who sows to the Spirit, out of the Spirit will reap eternal life. And then it goes on down here. I had this referenced up out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Matthew that's 12, in Matthew 12, 34. That's yep. what I was going to mm-hmm. reference there. But yeah, when you, when you put it in your heart, when you sow it in, when you consume it, it it's not going to be long before it starts coming out. I, I also gave an illustration of, um, several years ago, my wife and I had a, a cockroach issue. I know that's hard to talk about. People think, oh, you're nasty, you know, nasty people. But I mean, there's a lot of people who have to <laughs> Bro, deal with Bro, I had the same problem with at co- my first see, house. See, yep. what happens when you're real? Um, and, and you know, we called uh, we called um, an exterminator. And the, the people that we called, I swear, I think they were using sugar water because it got worse. <laughs> it got worse. And, and they, for two years, we was having service, and they just – it was just like these things were multiplying and crazy. Well, then we finally got serious. We called Orkin. Okay. And I'll give Orkin a shout out because they came in and like within three months, it was, they were gone. They were, you know, the Orkin done a serious job, but Orkin, they told us, they said, listen, if you see one, that's not like, Oh, this guy got in. It's because he didn't have any room in the wall. There's just like <laughs> thousands in the wall. So they like pushed him out. And he said, so when you see one, there's like thousands somewhere else. He goes, so he goes, it's an infestation. It was bad. And I, but I thought about our heart, you know, like when we let something slip out, it's not just because it accidentally came out. Oh, it's, it's buried in there deep. And we think we can manage it. We think we can somehow juggle and live spiritually while consuming sin, while consuming the world. Um, 
man, you walk into shorties, you don't, it don't spend, it, you know, you don't have to be in there too long before you start stinking, smelling. You know, uh, you ever heard that old saying, garbage in? Garbage out. Garbage yeah. out. When, when you consume trash, when you consume, you know, wicked things, when you consume sinful things, yeah, don't be surprised when you act like the world. And this, this past Friday, man, of, of all the, and I can say this because this is a podcast, you know, I'm, I want to, you know, uh, make everybody aware that this is just the world that we live in. Friday, I'm leaving work and I'm thinking, you know, I love me some Hillsong. I love Bethel. I even got on a Gaither kick again this past week. Been listening to McCamey's, you know, but on the way, I thought, I just need something to get me vibing, you know, just get me. And, and so I, I, on my, on my phone, Apple music, I looked up Friday. I was looking for a Friday playlist, Friday feeling, just a weekend mix, just something, you know, to get me, just get me grooving on the way home. <laughs> and so I'm browsing through this one playlist and beside every, oh, beside every man. song, I'm seeing E, E, E. And then I see one song that says, treat me like a slut. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to listen to this playlist. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do call. this. But my gosh, this stuff is accessible for kids. Oh, yeah. And, and you guys know how it is with kids, especially the more extreme, the, the more enticing it the is. The better it is. Mm-hmm. Like it, boy. You know, yep. and they don't realize that is a dangerous game to start playing. Yeah. I mean, Logan, it kind of, it's kind of shocking. You say that yourself hit rock bottom at 20 and at least I hope, right? Well, like I we hope. hope it don't get worse, <laughs> you know, but we are seeing that where kids are just, just consuming this stuff and people are consuming this stuff and then they hit rock bottom quick and where do they turn? Where's the hope? Well, that's why hopefully, you know, we can sow the gospel into them. That's why there needs to be a strong man or woman of God, a good mentor, to to, to show them a better way. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that is a, a caution. Now, now, our generation, I'm going to lump my, you know, I'm on the borderline of Gen Z millennial here, but I'm going to lump it in with all of us. It's like we live in a generation where we remember a time when there's no cell phones, and we've watched that develop from the big car phones to the flip phones to the you know, the, you know, the razor, right? If you had a razor, you were cool. What about the Blackberry? The Blackberry, that was, that was too official for me. You had a Blackberry, I was low-key judging. I was like, man, you don't need that, right? Like, you're not that important. You're not anyway, that You're cool. an executive if yeah, you had like, a Blackberry <laughs> back in the day. So, but, and you watched it. I remember getting my first iPhone and I'm watching it. But now, you know, in, in I'm in youth ministry, man, I'm seeing kids at third grade having full access to the entire internet. You know, uh, I had a professor in college say, listen, man, your parent, your dad's going to hand you a gun. He's going to show you how to use it, but he's also going to turn around and hand you a phone and completely trust you with it. And a phone can do way more damage than a gun can. Yeah. And we, we treat, you know, and, and so I think that having that, you know, I think far as like learning and knowing what to consume comes with the training, right? Like how do you discern, how do you filter out different things that are, aren't okay? How do you know your limits? How do you know what you can consume and it not affect you. Um, I think that, uh, you know, that's where a mentor can come in and kind of guide someone to say, hey, listen, I know you like to beat, but that's not, that's not giving you good, like, Amen. good vibes like yeah. Roman was looking for, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Uh, that's not the kind of vibes you're wanting. Right. Um, so, um, but I think, yeah, the cell phone pieces is, is an easy way for kids to consume a lot of unhealthy things. Even on TikTok, man. Like, oh, it's awful, man. It's crazy. I mean, that's why they target the younger generation, you know? And, I mean, that's why the, the Scripture says, hey, train a child up in the way they should go. Train them up. Teach them. Uh, look at this in, in Matthew 15. I'm going to read this whole thing. I, I may take a little time, but I, I just want to get the point across of what we're allowing to happen. And and here's the thing. It's, just, it's not just me as a parent. It's not just you as a parent. It's... It's all over our culture, all over our world. People are allowing this thing to happen because, number one, we won't draw our line in the sand. You know, you were talking about the football team earlier, trying to get them pumped up for a, for a football game. 
when I think about getting pumped up, so I think about David's mighty men, and I'm standing in that pea patch, and by God, I'm protecting it because if we don't have these lentils, we're not going to live. And that sword is affixed to my hand. But you mm. talk about any man of God having that sword affixed to his hand, nobody has enough backbone to stand up and say, "Hey, by gosh, I'm not letting this come into my kids, and I'm going to protect them no matter what what goes on. I'm going to stand by the word, and the word's going to going to be my guide. And nobody's got enough up to do that because we're just okay with consuming and consuming and consuming because we don't think it's anything. The scripture says when we consume it expels out of our bowels mm. it just filters out yeah what we eat but what we what we spiritually consume it don't expel out of our bowels it expels out of our heart mm-hmm. well you know jesus said um, it's not that which goes into a man that defiles him and so you'll hear some people use that as kind of some type of excuse to say well i can i can consume whatever i want it's not that which goes into a man that defiles him but it's what comes out of a man but Guys, you sow something into you, it won't be long before it starts coming out. But I think I think there's a lot of a lot of truth in that to know that like, yeah, if you're eating food, your body has a natural filter filter per se in it, and it kind of takes what it needs and it gets rid of what it doesn't need. But spiritually, you consume a lot that you have no idea. We talked about that earlier, you have no idea that you're consuming so much. Um, and you have to be mindful of that to be able to filter it. Because, again, that influence piece, it could be very almost demonic. And, and you don't know that it's even entering into that. So, And, Logan, um, something else you said. Um, I think you said this to me. Uh, we was talking after. But you brought up Yellowstone. Yes. I, I was going to. I didn't know if we were going to talk about that or not. I was hey, like, I'm going to pump the brakes. <laughs> this is going to be controversial right here. Because mm, this is a lot of. I've never watched it. Just, a lot of just, folks bread and just, butter. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I'll, parties. I'll be honest. When it first came out, I didn't, you know, I thought anything that comes on like the, you know, it used to be Spike TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Spike TV. I'm not going to watch Spike TV, but then it turned into Paramount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard several people like, dude, you got to check out Yellowstone. Kevin Costner's in it. They're and- talking in a real country voice now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like. Uh, you're becoming what you're consuming here. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said, I'm like, okay, I'll check. So I started watching it in season two and Hey, I'll be honest, man. It kind of sucked me and my wife in like it. Uh, it's a good show, but I was always thinking, I hope no, none of my church members walk in. I hope nobody comes in and sees me watching this. Cause like it, there's a lot of adult content there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff there, but I I, st- I had to stop watching it. Thank I, God. Thank the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> like I I just I had to stop watching it because it's like I just can't continue to do this. Now some people watch it and they're totally fine with it. And see, I think that's what's the problem. We've become desensitized to some of the vulgarity, the oh, lewdness, definitely the sexuality, the violence. I mean, we we have become calloused in our heart. I went to a church one time where the youth leaders got together, them and some of their buddies, and they went and watched Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm like, I don't want, know if I want you teaching my kid if if you're if you're okay with going and watching Fifty Shades of Grey. Listen to what Matthew says. I didn't get to, but in verse 18 of chapter 50 says, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come thoughts. Listen to this. Murder, adultery. This is a scripture. Sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. We're, we we get too worried about, hey, we got to dress this way. We got to act this way. You ask when you come in out of respect. I get, do you care if I have coffee in here? Whoop-de-doo mm-hmm. about coffee in the sanctuary. We got people coming in talking about, I went to Fifty Shades of Grey last night. It's a great, I'm watching Yellowstone. Oh, hey, by the way, uh, uh, have you checked out this TikTok? Have you, and and they're, in, they're in the sanctuary discussing these filth monger things that the scripture talks about, and nobody even cares. Mm. They think it's fine. It's not fine. Why are we separated? Why are we come out from among them and be you separate? Why? Because we have to be holy as he is holy, and if we don't consume him, we are not holy. Right. Bottom line. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That coffee's jacking me up. <laughs> well, he consumed some coffee, and so he's got, yes. you know, it's it's taking him to another level. But I was, uh, I, I said this about the whole shorties thing. You know, you walk in there, it's not too long, you start smelling like it. You know, what if we spent time with Jesus? 
Can people tell when we spend time with Jesus? Can people tell when we spent time in the Word? We spent time in prayer. What about Moses when he spent time in the Lord with the Lord on Mount Sinai? Mm. He spent time with God, and he come down off the mountain, and what happened? He had the high pro glow, baby. <laughs> Those people had to put a bag over his head because they're like, hey, listen, we can't even look on you. You spent time with God. And I think that it's like that in our lives. Man, there's been some men of God that I've spoken to before, and you just feel under conviction just by listening to them. And it's like, yeah. oh, this guy's on another level. Yeah. Like this guy's, he's been fasting, he's been praying, he's been spending time with the Lord. It's like, mm. I got to up my game. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. got um, But I believe that people can sense spiritually, the spirit will bear witness that we've spent time with the Lord. Now, granted, mm. we should have a, there should be humility, there should be grace. We shouldn't be puffed up or proud, right. but we should walk boldly in this present world. And do you think the light should apologize to the darkness? No. Right? <laughs> No. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Truth Revival is brought to you by Senior Lopez Mexican Grill, 105 Mecapike, Teleco Plains, Tennessee. Paul, why don't you tell our listeners what's happening at Senior Lopez? Hey, take the family down Monday night for trivia, 6.30 to 7.30. Tuesday is my favorite day. Tuesday is Teleco Spirit Tuesday, where 10% of all proceeds go to the town of Teleco Plains, Rome, which is a great idea, and I love that. Bingo, Thursday night at 6.30, and Saturday night is live music from 6.30 to 8.30, so take the family down, relax, have a great meal, where the food is fresh and the family is welcome. Come home for dinner at Senor Lopez. And now, the continuation of Truth Revival. Yeah, the light should walk boldly with authority. Yes. And guys, that's what we've been called to be. But sadly, what's happened is we've we've hidden our light. Mm. We've, we've hidden our light in that bushel that uh, Jesus talked about. He said, do you, do, you hide, do you hide the light? No, you don't. But you, you, you elevate it. You put it on a hill. You, you shine it out. And I've, I'm so, you know, maybe we don't hide it intentionally, but we've just become stained. Mm-hmm. We become distracted in this world, and we just blend in. Honestly, I, I, I can't help but shake this in my heart. When you were 21 yep. or 20 and you hit rock bottom, tell me how you changed and how you started consuming things different to get to the point you are now mm. i really i really feel that in my spirit that i, I want to hear yeah, this yeah yeah so man i was very isolated so i was uh i had a sweet gig i ain't gonna lie i was working truck at chick-fil-a um no I, not, not yet not yet i was working in the kitchen at chick-fil-a <laughs> so god had blessed me with a great beard that i had to cut off every week so i, I was it. like reminding myself of stripping god's blessing you know i'm yep. just kidding but um let it grow but man. i was uh <laughs> Uh, basically, I was very isolated, um, and uh, just to be completely real, I was involved in a church um, and was hanging out with a lot of church people, but these church people weren't Christians. Right. Um, so there's a lot of people who go to church who like, will sing in the choir, will uh, you know, teach a Sunday school class, but my goodness, are they influencing you in negative ways? Logan, mm. hold that, hold that thought right there. That's like a Romans twelve two. Be not conformed to this world. Mm-hmm. So you, you're around church people, but they've been conformed. Oh man, yeah. to the so world. Good. The Bible mm. says we've got to be transformed. Yep, there's got to be something different because we've had an encounter with Christ. Yeah, we're not the same anymore. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So, um, dude. So, man, I. I would ask them, you know, hey, should, I, should I do this thing or should I do that thing? Or they would encourage me to do something. And looking back now, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was so sinful. That was so unhealthy. Um, and so basically what happened was I continued to do that. And then I just would do one thing. And I'd be like, well, I did that. I can do something else it's a little bit further. I mean, and then I got to the point where it was like, there's no way God could forgive me for this. None. Mm. Like, I, I have messed up too much. I have done too You've much. You've gone beyond grace. I've gone beyond grace. That's right? like, a rough I, place I to be. Yeah, and, and that's what that's why I feel like it was maybe spiritual right bottom. It wasn't like a financial or physical, but it was spiritual. And I was like, man, I am beyond grace, God. I mean, to the point where I had given up. Like, I had oh, put man. my Bible up. Um, I had deleted all the worship music off my phone. Really? I was done because I was like, I, I had I, chosen my portion. Like, listen to this. 
Truth Revival. Listen to this. Keep going. This yeah, is good. Like, I, I was like, man, I've chosen, and, and I just had to accept that. Like That's where I was at. Um, at this point, I was working in Chattanooga. I actually sold guns um, at Academy Sports, actually uh, guns and fly fishing stuff. And um, and I remember I, I was done. I was like, I have, I've, like I said, I've chosen my portion. I've, David says in Psalm 16 that God, it was his chosen portion. Well, God was not my chosen portion. Right? Mm. So I decided, you know what? I'm done. Bible had dust on it. I actually put it on a bookshelf, deleted my worship music. I would still go to church because that's where my friends were, right? Um, would still go there. Um, and then, man, it got bad. Like, I wasn't, sh- like, I wasn't, like, getting haircuts. I wouldn't shower. <laughs> like, it was overflowing into my life, this unhealthy spiritual life and this this guilt that I was carrying and this weight that I was carrying. It was manifesting. Um, yeah, yeah. It was growing, man. And um, dude, I would wear like, dude, you work at Chick-fil-A long enough. It's like shorties. Like you, you smell like, not like Chick-fil-A, right? Like you're not thinking of the, the people in the front line. You're talking about the people in the trenches making the chicken. Trenches. You're, you're, you're smelling, smelling like that. And I would show up to school in that, you know, I just had no respect for myself mm. and I didn't really care. And I chose my portion. And I remember very vividly driving home from Chattanooga. I was going over White Oak and there was a song by United Pursuit. So I don't, I don't know if you guys listen to United Pursuit. Yep. Uh, dude, I love, especially 2015, um, United Pursuit. Uh, and it was called Hidden with, with Will Reagan. And dude, that song came on and I just had to pull over and cry. Because it, it, it essentially was like, God has a purpose. God has provision. He has intentions for every single one of us. Um, and, and I trust that. And that was the line that just like hit me. And I was like, oh man. And mind you, I thought I had deleted all the worship music off my phone. And I, I guess that, cause that missed I missed wow. that one. Um, and, and so it was one of those, and it wasn't overnight. You know, it was, I kind of had to get away from that friend group. But then I got involved. I say got involved. Baptist Collegiate Ministries right there with Lee in Cleveland State do free lunch on Thursdays. And I was like, hey, I'm a college kid. I got no money. I'm eating ramen and eggs all the time. So I uh, started going there for free lunch. met a guy named Steven who was a college pastor there. And, dude, he, he started, that was like my first true mentor and, uh, I mean, I had other guys in my life that would take me in, but this guy was interested in my home life. This guy was interested in basically, you know, Hey, what are, you, what are your hobbies? What are your, you know, you want to go to Home Depot with me and pick out paint color for my house. Right. So brought me in. Um, and then I started connecting with other people who are Christians. And when I met true Christians who forgave me, who encouraged me and who accepted me, I started to begin to slowly heal. Mm. Um, and it was in that point where I think, you know, where, where Paul was talking about in Second Corinthians chapter 12, where, where he's like, listen, I got this, this thorn in my side. Can it be removed? And God says, no, 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 my grace is sufficient. For in your weakness, my power is made perfect. And so that, that was a verse of that, that kind of that area for me. Um, it was again, Paul went in 1533, first Corinthians where he was like, don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Yeah. And like, that's why I was like, that's, that was me because yeah. I had bad company and it corrupted my good morals. But then, it, then I realized it became like a weakness and you know, my guilt, my shame, that weight. And then it was like, God, can you just take this? I can't seem to forgive myself. And then God was like, Oh, like that is what drives you because you can look back on that. And, and, and so um, eventually I just began to surround myself with good people who you know, loved me, who prayed for me, yeah. who prayed with me, and then who empowered me, would go on to um, Stephen's connection brought me to First Baptist Madisonville, and it kind of went full circle. So th- that's kind of how I got out of that, that whole rut of, you know, spiritual brokenness. Um, and uh, yeah, just by slowly healing, slowly digesting, and then I had to get out of, and I think this might be the biggest one of all, I had to get out of unhealthy situations. Yeah, like, that discernment came. And, and we have to understand that the wheat and the tares grow together. Mm-hmm. You know, the sheep sheep and the wolves, they're, they're together here. But we have to be able to, to have that discernment to know, hey, I've got to get out of this. These people aren't healthy for me. So how do we get that discernment, Rome? We consume the Word of God. Boom. In the beginning was the word. That word was the life and light of men. We have to consume Jesus. Listen to what the scripture says in Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. It says, for the word of God is living and active, 
It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. What have we talked about earlier? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So this word discerns everything with our intention. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. And you see, Logan, Paul, I'm going to come back to that. All are naked and exposed. In your shame and your guilt, I've been there, man. We've all been there in that point. Paul, you've been there. Amen. Where it's like your sin, you're found in your sin. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to live for God. And you want to be a follower of Christ, but there's that war that's happening. And it's like the apostle Paul said, you know, the good that I want to do, I can't do it. But the evil that I don't want to do, that's what I find myself doing. We all find that. And so if, but if we don't have somebody there to encourage us or mentor us or, or disciple us, or even if we're not spending time in the word, it's easy for that enemy, like a roaring Mm -hmm. lion Mm. seeking whom he may devour. It's easy for you to get in that dark place. Yeah. Yeah. And that word finds you, <laughs> even in your nakedness, Amen. even in your sinfulness. And that's the beautiful thing about grace. Yeah. God, while we were yet sinners, sent his son Jesus to die for us. Mm-hmm. Guys, that is so powerful. Think about that. Boy. Mm. So Logan, the enemy's saying, you have no hope. You should be ashamed. And I'm, I mean, this is for me too. Yeah. And yeah, this yeah. is for everybody else listening. You've got no hope. You should be ashamed. You're guilty. You're worthless. You're this. But friend, let me introduce you to grace. Yeah. Let me tell you about the love of a savior. All right. Now, yeah. now once we once we meet Christ, here's the thing. Once we come to faith in Christ, listen, Titus chapter two, verse number eleven, for the grace of God that brings salvation appear to all men, teaching us. I mean, that right there is the first thing. Teaching us to deny ungodliness, worldly lust, that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Jesus told his disciples, said, be ye in the world, but not of the world. And I'm so afraid that right now, it's just, it's become acceptable to live like the world. Yeah, man, yeah. Many are called, but few are chosen. Mm -hmm. There's a wide road that leads to destruction, right? Mm -hmm. And guys, there are so many people that claim to be Christian that's on that wide road and there's, but there's that narrow path that leads to life. You know, the, the Bible says there's going to come a, a separate, a day of separation of the sheep and the goats, the wheat and the tare. Let them grow together right now. But there's going to come that day of separation. The Bible says there's going to be many in that day, Logan. Many in that day who say, Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name. He's not talking about the, the people that, have, that are unchurched. The Lord, we've done works in your name. This is going to be people who are probably God-fearing people. Mm-hmm. He's going to say, depart from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. So like following Christ is a very serious thing. When you make a decision to follow after Jesus, that's not a decision that should be taken lightly. But let me go on here. It says, looking for the blessed hope. Keep looking, keep striving. And the glorious appearing of the great God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. So here's the thing that he charges us with as men of God. These things speak, exhort and rebuke with all authority. (laughs) Let no man despise thee. So, Logan, you're working with these kids, yep. and these kids are going to want to listen to the world. They're going to want to play the things of the world, and they're going to want to dress like the world. And you know what? We shouldn't condemn them because, like, that's just that's just part of being a kid. Yep. But men of God are going to take a stand and say, yep. this is not what the Word of God teaches us. This is not what we've been. You know, like, and guys, you know how, how it is on social media. We are living in a self-absorbed, wicked culture where like man, clothes just keep getting smaller, you know, like, and, and, and then one thing I've even noticed is like right now the boys are wearing short shorts. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I'll throw on some short shorts. I me, got no, me listen, too, I, Roman. I'm an old man. Listen, I'll show comfy. up these thunder size guys. Listen, hey, there you go. Listen, man. <laughs> I, 
back in the day, like if your shorts were above your knee, you were not cool. That's true. You were exiled. You were ridiculed. And now mm-hmm. it's like the higher the better. Listen, fashion but, just takes it just circles. It comes full circle, man. Well, you know my fashion sense. I'm I, not very good at fashion. As we as yeah. we speak, Roman's wearing it's in winter. Mark you, it's uh, <laughs> it, it's February. He's wearing no socks, slides, shorts, and a t-shirt. And, and those you are know. considered short shorts. I mean, they're sort of. I see well, it's just because I'm sitting. It's down. in thighs, baby. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, yeah, we know the the trends and. We're living in a, a very wicked and sinful world right now. And it's not just, you know, the kids. And this is one thing that um, I've said in the past. People will say, oh, kids these days. Well, kids these days. You even reference, there's no anything under the sun. But the kids are going to be kids. The flesh is going to act like the flesh. It's the adults that have changed. Yeah. It's the church that has changed. Don't blame it on the kids. Yeah. It's Our not, standards. It's yeah. not the kids' fault, okay? It's what the people that are supposed to be exhorting, rebuking, and speaking these things, it's what we have allowed. Amen. Keyword allowed. It's it's what we've allowed. Yeah. You know, it's what we've consumed. Yeah. It's what we've become. Yeah. So, guys, let's, uh, let's try to wrap this up. Let's get some closing thoughts. We've had a good episode here. Um. But yeah, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to wrap this up. Paul, Logan, whichever one has got something, take it away. We got a lot of stuff, so I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Do your run thing. through the filter. <laughs> I, I think, man, when it comes to consuming and becoming, um, th- that was something that really helped me grow and heal and um, and, and change the path on which I've, I've gone. And I still struggle. I mean, we all do, just oh, yeah. because I'm I'm in ministry and considered a pastor, like. I still struggle. I still have my temptations and I still have my test. And, um, and something that, that God's been revealed to me through that is to, you know, know your limits. Unfortunately, some of the limits I know is because I've gone past them. Um, but God, but I, I want to encourage anybody who says, man, I struggle with that. Like, I don't know. I've, I keep going past my limits. I just want to encourage you that there is grace, um, that God's not through with that. Like God can work literally in all things and through mm. all things um, and, and so I, I want to encourage you to know, like, hey, there, it does take work. Like, it's not easy, just like with anything. I mean, you want to you want to get stronger, you got to put the reps in. You want to get a faster mile, you got to, you know, push yourself a little bit. Spiritual disciplines aren't easy, um, but that was one of the things that helped me probably the most in healing and growing was reading my my scriptures, uh, going to, um, you know a gathering of believers and praying and, and fasting. Like we don't, we're bad because we don't talk about fasting, right? Like, uh, yeah, but yeah. man, it is so effective um, in that. And, and so for me, one of the biggest things that helped me was to, um, again, know my limitations, but also to consume spiritual disciplines. Um, and I'm reading a book right now uh, by Ben Stewart and he's talking very, I mean, it's, this hit me and it's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, but he was talking about spiritual disciplines and, and for years, I've thought, man, spiritual disciplines are about just, just, it's a discipline, right? When I think of running, it's a discipline. When I think of working out, it's a discipline. When I think of, you know, and then that naturally transformed over to, when I think of my Bible, reading my Bible, sometimes it's a discipline. It's not and, always and easy. It's, it's not always easy. No. And, and, or and convenient. He, or convenient, man. <laughs> and and so I, I want to encourage anybody out there that's like, hey, man, I'm struggling um, what are some things I can do? I would encourage you to, to to start practicing some spiritual disciplines, but not for the fake, not for the just face value of I'm doing them. But don't look at reading your Bible as like a chore. Don't look at like I got to do this. But these spiritual disciplines are a way to cultivate intimacy with the Lord. Amen. Um, and so when you when you look downstream and you see like spiritual disciplines lead to intimacy with Christ. That is why we do it. Why do I run? So I can eat donuts, right? But if I don't run, I can't eat donuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got to do things in order to get where I want to be. Mm. Um, and spiritual disciplines basically leads you to intimacy with Christ if you do them with that understanding. And so I want to encourage you, you know, obviously you cons- you become what you become, you consume, um, and that comes with both sinful worldly things and also spiritual things. And so a great way to start with consuming spiritual godly things, I think would be spiritual disciplines in light of growing in intimacy and closeness with Christ. Amen. Logan, you brought up a good point there. 
last night, um, Paul and I, we've been trying to read through the Bible. We've got a plan on the Bible app. And and guys, I want to say this. The Word of God is more accessible now than it's ever been. That's true. It's incredible how much access we have to the Word of God. Well, I just don't really understand the King James. There's dozens of other translations. Literally, you download it. It's at the tip of your finger on Mm -hmm. your smartphone, your tablet. You can go buy Bibles anywhere. Yep. Those words of life are are available. But Logan, I was reading out of, out of Leviticus, you know, and you know how fun <laughs> Leviticus is. But it was talking about the the things that make us unclean, the things that make, and, and personal cleanliness. And guys, I mean, I've been over to Jerusalem, and in all these little towns that we go to, we went to um um uh, we went to we went to Magdala, we went to uh, you know city of Jerusalem. Um, we went to Galilee. Mm-hmm. We went to Caesarea. Uh, we went to a lot of places and just about everywhere they could find the bathhouse. They knew where these places were. These bath- Why is that significant? Because again, I was reading in scripture and it talked about the ritual cleansing that was a big deal for people. The washing of water. You know, like if you did something, I mean, I don't want to go into it. I mean, just read Leviticus 15 or any, a lot of Leviticus. But it talks about the things that make us unclean. They would have to wash themselves and purify themselves to make themselves holy once again. So Logan, you was talking about spending time in your word. The Bible says that if we'll confess our sin, 1 John 1, 9, He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We're going to get that filth caked on us just every day that we we live. But we have an advocate with the Father now. Jesus Christ the righteous. You don't have to stay filthy. You don't have to stay dirty. Just because you consume that thing, it doesn't mean that's what you have to become. In the name of Jesus, confess that. Release that. Um Obviously, confess it before the Lord to receive forgiveness. But the Bible also says confessing your faults one with another. You know, so I would encourage you. Logan talked about reading your word, praying, fasting. I would encourage you to also find like-minded people. You kind of talked about that, a mentor. It's key. Mm-hmm. You know, people that you can just be real with and just talk with. Now, granted, there's some of my my guy friends, my buddies, my best friends, you know, that I don't like. Women are different about sharing some of their emotions. Like guys are like emotional things. Oh, I don't really know about I, that. Yes, I you, feel that. And guys don't always, you know, I always going to these conferences. I would hear, but you need an accountability partner and just tell them everything. It's like, man, I don't want to tell everybody everything. I don't want. <laughs> guys are weird about that. You don't always want to yeah. just let down the curtain, let people it's in, true. and but you can at least. Talk to these guys and and who knows you you might you might confess some things you might talk some things but you're around these men and yeah there there have been some times that I've gotten to that place where I just needed to release that mm-hmm. or I needed to just tell somebody yeah. hey me and my wife are struggling right now yeah okay it's things are not well on the home front or I needed to tell somebody. Man, I'm really struggling with something. Can you yeah. can you pray for me? Or and you just and that that spiritual release. There is so much healing that comes in that release. Okay, you gonna yeah. say something? Yeah, dude. I was actually about. To, I was like, man, I know we're trying to close up, but man, I'm just getting heat. I'm just getting started. You You're know. Getting, <laughs> uh, but uh, man, I'm so I'm, I'm I would be considered newly married. I'm, I'm in my third year of marriage. Right. Um, man, one of the coolest things is confession to my wife. Mm. Um, so if you're married again. Listen, I'm young. I may not know everything, right? But, but, man, <laughs> when I told my wife about that time period that we talked about earlier, she looked at me in the eyes and said, Logan, that does not define you. And that's when I was like, all right, get out of the truck. We're getting married right now, right? Like, <laughs> Today. But, yeah, but, but, but basically what happened is to confess to my wife and to hear my wife and know my wife's praying over me. Um, so if you're married, I would just encourage you, man, pray for your spouse, mm. but also confess to your spouse. Yes. Obviously, don't just be like, I've got a problem with you, right? If you have, like, like, find other people if it's within that relationship. But if you're struggling outside of your marriage, at work or, you know, or at your, you know, hobbies, whatever it is, if you have a, you know, situation you're struggling with a temptation, feel free to talk to your spouse about that. God is, right. that's a blessing God has given you 
to pray with them, to confess to them. Because like I said, for me, one of my favorite, not favorite things, but something that oftentimes helps me is confessing to my wife. Um, Because then she not only can pray for me, but she can walk alongside me. And in a few days, like like dudes, we don't have to talk about our feelings, but we got them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I'm down, my wife knows like, well, you're going to be all right. We go get through this. But if I would have never shared that, my wife would never come for me. My wife can yeah. read me, son. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I've got a good poker face. I really don't. I'm terrible. But, like, she knows when something's bothering me. She's able to detect that. And she's like, do you want to talk? And, you know, look, I can be vulnerable with her. Yeah. I can let down my guard with her. And that has strengthened our relationship. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, I share things with my wife that I don't share with Paul or my other friends, my brother even. Yeah. But I talked to my wife, and it took me a long time to get to that place where I realized that this girl has got my back. Like, we're in it together, and I'm hers, and she's mine, and we are one. So that's that's very powerful, Logan. Thank you for sharing that. James 5.16, listen to this. The word backs everything up. Mm-hmm. James 5.16 says, confess your faults one to another. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you're down and you're whatever, confess. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We've, we've got to be that vulnerable. We've got to be to where we can say, hey, you know, I'm not always fired up. I'm not always this. I'm not always that. I'm, I'm struggling today, and I'm telling you this so you can pray for me. And again, spiritual discipline, like you were talking about, Logan, you've got to be disciplined to know, hey, I need to confess or I need to pray. I need, you got to know these things. Old keys do not open new doors. If you want to change, you can't stay on the couch. You've got to do something different. And this word is our roadmap to the different. This word is a roadmap to life to confess, to be disciplined, to do these things, to, to consume. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak life and not death. Guys, that's going to do it for today. Logan, we may have to come back for part two. <laughs> All right? Hey, you know where I live. you just down the road. This has been Truth Revival, Season 2, Episode 6. Be sure to like us on Facebook. We're at Truth Revival 37385. Paul? Have you ever calmed down from that coffee? No, I'm jittery. (laughs) He's jittery. (laughs) Folks, we got to get him out of here. Y'all have a good day. We're out of here.